taste signal is coming from the smell, not the actual so, flavor. Boom! Interesting. So if I were to plug my nose, or if you plugged your nose and ate a bowl of Skittles, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference? Apparently. It's all on the smell. That's interesting. See, and all this while, my buddy Tim's throwing away half his Skittles. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Northwestern Mutual Convention wrapping up in town. It's here through the weekend and first couple of days. They have a big concert every year for uh, field agents, others from across the country who come into Milwaukee for the annual... Do they call it a convention, Eric? Yeah, annual convention. Annual convention. Eric's wife works at Northwestern Mutual, mm-hmm. so all questions NM I ask of Eric. <laughs> and, I, and clearly I know everything. You know a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, uh, did you go? You didn't go. Did not go to the Kenny Chesney show last night. You could have gone, we go, right? Yeah, yeah so she you. was lucky enough to get tickets for it, but then ended up passing on them only because we just... Late night, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to pull that one off. Yeah, like 8 o'clock start time. I think even right? later than that, like, actually, for Chesney. So. Oh, opening act and all? But yeah. But it's always a it's always a big act and always a huge crowd. It's pretty awesome. So okay, as long as we're on it, then another question. Okay, if you live or work around downtown, you probably saw the Northwestern Mutual folks running around. Now, anytime we have a convention in town, you can always tell. You can tell, right? Because people wear their, their lanyards, mm-hmm. so you get the thing that goes around your neck, and then you got your little name tag on there or whatever. Every now and then, there's some special decorations that go with the name tag. Maybe you're the chairman of something yeah. or head yeah. of this. So your name tag is a little special. What's with all the pieces of flair on these name tags? People are walking around with like these little ribbons or something that go down to like their belt loop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're different colors. They're all what are, they're badges that they've earned yeah, at Northwestern I, 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 Mutual. Yeah, over a certain amount of time. I don't know. It's some kind of, yeah, there's different thresholds that they reach. I'm very if you proud. want me to wear 37 pieces of flair like your uh, pretty boy over there, Brian, why don't you just make the minimum 37 pieces of flair? Please tell me they call them pieces of flair. Please. <laughs> no. No, they, they well, what do they call I, them? I don't know what they call them. They just call they, it's just different uh, markers that many different field agents are able to reach. So what's funny is some clearly have more than others. Yeah, I wonder and they're proud of them. Yeah, well, so they must have earned them in some way. So I'm wondering, like, are you coming into the convention in Milwaukee? Oh boy, did you see Johnson last year from Cincinnati? Boy, he thought he was something. He had like three, four pieces. Well, watch this. Wait till he sees me. <laughs> And you're not exaggerating. Like some of them, like Bing, 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 Bing. Like at least eight or nine, and it's twelve <laughs> inches or longer hanging from the top. Right. I mean, I'm serious. Like they're they're that long. They're walking, strutting around <laughs> with those lanyards. Check me out. Where's your flair? All right, there's my flair. Okay, and this is me expressing myself. Okay. Brandon Snyder, sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Andrew Abbott pitched six scoreless innings, and despite a late comeback from the Brew Crew, the Reds beat Milwaukee Tuesday night by a final score of 4-3. The Brewers made it interesting late. Yellow hitting a three-run homer, and the Brewers had the tying run on second base before falling just short of the comeback over at American Family Field. I mean, we just didn't do enough offensively. Um, we put a, kind of a runner on base. A lot of innings. Um, we had a lot of like longer at bats, um, high, you know, especially in their bullpen. We made a lot of their relievers work, but just didn't cash anything in. Manager Craig counts there as the Brewers struggles to bat in runs. Unfortunately, continues. They will look for the series win later this afternoon against Cincinnati. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at twelve thirty-five. 
From the Diamond to the NFL, where it's Christmas in July for Packers fans everywhere. Football is officially back in Green Bay as the Packers will begin their training camp today in Titletown with a new QB in place and younger players scattered all over. Could guys like Jordan Love see more playing time in the preseason than years past? We'll kind of, you know, take it one day at a time and, and really try to feel where we're at and if it's something that we feel that uh, they, they need to play a little bit more in the preseason then then we'll do that. Head coach Matt LaFleur with some thoughts on playing time as the Packers will kick things off beginning at 10.30 this morning. Over to college hoops as a scary moment on the court occurred earlier this week as Bronny James the eldest son of Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James suffered cardiac arrest Monday and is currently in stable condition. James is entering his freshman year at USC. And lastly, over to soccer as the U.S. women's national team is back in action tonight for a rematch of the 2019 World Cup Finals against the Netherlands. Despite the big-time opponent and big game, nothing changes the mindset for Alex Morgan and Team USA. We approach every game like it's the biggest game. Um, And this game is no different, uh, but we have played Netherlands historically in very important matches, 2019, Olympics, um, even before then. So... Uh, this is going to be an incredibly difficult um, matchup, um, very challenging. Match time is set for tonight, beginning at 8 p.m. Coming out, the president's dog bit a Secret Service agent again, and that may not be his biggest concern in Washington this week. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. So folks, agree or disagree on President Joe Biden's politics, his policies, his leadership, all those things. Don't know that there's any disagreement over the fact that he's a lousy dog owner. (laughs) (laughs) President's dog bit somebody again. Again, yes. And the again, it's not like once or twice. The tally is somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen times that President Biden's dog has bitten someone another Secret Service agent this time. Commander, President Biden's nearly two-year-old German Shepherd has bit or attacked Secret Service personnel at least 10 times between October and January of this year. That's according to records obtained by Judicial Watch. One agent described Commander charging at me. The First Lady couldn't regain control of Commander and he continued to circle me. In November, an attack sent an agent to the hospital after he was bit twice. My leg and arm still hurts, he wrote. That's ABC's Andrea Fuji. So, in defense of Commander, okay, when you're a puppy and you're a big puppy, I mean, German Shepherds are pretty decent sized animals. Yeah, they're small and, bear size. And you live the life that he lives, which I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure there's, I don't know, distractions, all kinds of issues. At the he White House, there's all the, kinds of stuff going on there. His, right? his quote unquote parents are not always there, yes. he has different caretakers. Does this surprise you? <laughs> well, no, because there's precedent for this. The Bidens, if you recall, sent another one of their White House dogs, Major, right. uh, away to live with other family after similar incidents at the White House. The, the president, frankly, has bigger problems than that this week. His son, Hunter Biden, due in court today to make a formal plea on the tax evasion charges. But the judge doesn't have to say yes to the deal that the president's son struck with federal prosecutors. Here's ABC's Andrew Dimbert on that. This morning, there's word that Republicans in Congress are trying to block Hunter Biden's plea deal. The president's son is expected to plead guilty today to misdemeanor tax charges, avoiding prison time in what Republicans have called a sweetheart deal. They've made him a very good deal, and 
and he uh, he sucked it up like a Hoover Deluxe, and I don't I can't blame him. But now the New York Times reports Congressman Jason Smith, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, has filed a brief in federal court urging the judge in the case to reject the agreement. So that is possible just because and in any case. So and it's happened before. Sure. Unprecedented. Local prosecutor says, hey, we're going to plea this out, uh, whatever charge you yeah. go to court. The judge is like, this this doesn't add up to me. I don't know what happens then. Can the judge just issue his own sentence? I believe so. Yeah, the judge can do whatever they want. Then in the judge's hands, regardless of what sort of deal Mm -hmm. has been worked out and would be recommended by prosecutors. There are also, in part because of this, growing calls among Republicans in the House to open an impeachment inquiry on the president. This is based on allegations that Democrats claim have been already debunked from an FBI informant who says the Ukraine energy company that uh, Hunter Biden was on the board for Burisma, that that company sought to pay Hunter and Joe Biden Five million dollars each in bribes. IRS whistleblowers have complained in some of their testimony before Congress that their efforts to investigate the Bidens were stonewalled by the Justice Department. And the House Oversight Committee is expected to hold a closed door interview with Devin Archer. I believe that was supposed to happen earlier this week. Why closed door? Come on. Well, I think that's the first step towards the open door. New York Post frames it this way. This is what the Post wrote. Hunter Biden would dial in his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, on speakerphone into meetings with his overseas business partners. That, according to testimony expected before Congress from Devin Archer, son's the first son's former best friend, former business partner of Hunter Biden, who himself was already convicted of securities fraud in a separate case. A little bit more on that from ABC's Jonathan Carl. Kevin McCarthy on Monday night raised the possibility that Congress will move forward with an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden, you know, alleging that he and his son Hunter and his brother Jimmy and the whole Biden family has, had made a series of corrupt business dealings with foreign companies. They haven't presented evidence on this. There's some unsubstantiated allegations that came in through the FBI. But the Republicans clearly, as they know, Donald Trump is facing multiple indictments, have tried to change the subject so the republicans are saying yeah unsubstantiated we're trying to substantiate these claims that we believe at least have the ring of truth to them democrats continue to claim that it's republicans just stirring up old conspiracy theories in an effort to distract from the legal proceedings against former president donald trump either way that's your week in washington (laughs) (laughs) packers open the 2023 training camp in green bay today brandon snide looks ahead in sports at 6 45 here's an odd way to taste the rainbow CBS News and others reporting on this now. Skittles and French's mustard are joining forces. Now, can you guess what they would be doing? (laughs) Hang on. That's not a good union. For the first time Some things ought not be partnerships. They are together releasing a mustard-flavored Skittle in honor of National Mustard Day, which is August 5th. So, yes, if the yellow lemon-flavored Skittle is your go-to, beware that yellow one you grab out of the bag could taste like mustard instead. It's the Skittle no one has asked for. Right. (laughs) Although, if you were going to replace one of them, like, who likes the yellow one? Actually, it's funny you say that. I did not know this. According to a not-so-official Skittles survey, the yellow ones are the least popular. Of course they are. So it's possible this will help you appreciate them more. What? I thought all Skittles were the same flavor. What? No. Are you- <laughs> were they not? Isn't that the thing? Isn't it like, well, yeah, you think they're all different fruit flavors, but in the reality, it's the only the no, same flavor? No. Separate There's them. one of those candies, though. It's, it's- M&M's. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's something that you would expect to have different flavors. 
I thought it was Skittles. Maybe not. If you separate them, I think you can taste the difference. I guess. But who separates them even? You just throw the handful in your mouth and you just... <laughs> so, anyway, if is you this want... like a permanent... This is not a permanent no, replacement. It's, it's August just August 5th. A... Yada, 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 yada. August 5th, National Mustard Day. So everyone talks about mustard for a day. Limited edition Skittles described to have a tangy mustard flavor. You can go to a website for... Um, let's see here. For French's and you can order a, or your own bag if you would like. Glad we educated Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, on this he's important topic. Now, now he's, he's looking it up. He doesn't believe us. I'm looking it up. I swear I've heard that Do you not believe us? Doug and producer. They're different flavors. 638. Greg, I'm on your side. I think I've heard that uh-huh. before. No. Some, I, I don't remember what it was, though. I don't know if it was Skittles. I don't think it was Skittles, though. It's not Skittles. <laughs> we'll find out what it is. <laughs> 638 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Can't believe I'm spending yet a second segment on this. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Greg Pancake Hill produces Wisconsin's Morning News. He made the audacious claim that Skittles all taste the same. And that stemmed from the fact that we had uh, read that the yellow Skittle is the least popular Skittle. So now, instead of just leaving it as an inane piece of trivia... Because we can't. Greg has researched it now in the break. So today.com, yeah, that Today Show. So they cite a recent Buzz article around NPR that listed that the Skittles tasted the same. The article included a quote from neuroscientist Don Katz, Ph.D., a professor of psychology at Brandeis University. Okay, what's Katz say about he it? He says Skittles have different fragrances and different colors, but they all taste exactly the same. <laughs> Interesting. Today, food reached out to Katz, and he maintained his position, saying that it came to the conclusion based on a simple experiment conducted previously. The taste signal is coming from the smell, not the actual so- flavor. Boom! Interesting. So if I were to plug my nose, or if you plugged your nose and ate a bowl of Skittles, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference? Apparently. It's all on the smell. That's interesting. See, and all this while, my buddy Tim's throwing away half his Skittles. Yeah, <laughs> well, collect them. I'll eat them. No, I'll that, like all absolutely, all all right. I'll send them over to you, Deb. 644. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers made it interesting late, but unfortunately fell to the Cincinnati Reds on Tuesday night by a final score of 4-3. The crew will look for the series win later this afternoon against Cincinnati. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 12.35. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start for the Brew Crew. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Los Angeles Chargers and quarterback Justin Herbert have agreed to terms on a massive five-year $262.5 million contract extension on Tuesday. And lastly, the Green Bay Packers will kick off the start of their training camp today. Veterans reporting on Tuesday, and the team will get things going this morning, beginning at 10.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. If I told you that the Milwaukee Brewers would have one of the league's worst offenses in 2023, yet be in first place, would you believe me? Well, that's certainly the case. Sitting in first place in the NL Central and calling up multiple freshmen to make their major league debuts have left fans of Milwaukee with some memories they will cherish for years to come. Aside from multiple vital injuries, manager Craig Council and his staff have their team right where they want them, right in the thick of a division race in late July. Their pitching has been stellar, especially the bullpen, and the defense has 
been incredible despite multiple injuries to guys like Garrett Mitchell, Roddy Telez, and Brian Anderson. In my opinion, the only thing missing on this team in order to be a serious contender is, well, their offense. It's not been good. It's actually been very, very bad. For example, just in the last two games against the team they are racing for in the division, the Brewers have mustered an impressive 5 for 24 with runners in scoring position. As it currently sits, the Brewers rank 27th in the league as a team in batting average with a 232 average, 22nd in the league in home runs, and 26th in the league in OPS. Two guys the Brewers have counted on to produce on offense in 2023 have been nothing short of a disappointment thus far. Willie Adamas is mustering up a 206 batting average to go along with his 692 OPS, and Rowdy Telez is right there with him with a 213 average and a 672 OPS. In other words, yuck. On August 1st, the MLB trade deadline will come and go if the Brewers don't acquire a big-time bat or at the slightest bit figure out how to create some offense with the guys they have. This team, unfortunately, once again, will come up short in October. on Wisconsin's Morning News. What did you say today is the Speed Awareness Day? Yes. Is this just in Wisconsin? Are we celebrating this everywhere? It's National Speed Awareness Day. National Speed Awareness Day. And we're told that law enforcement agencies will celebrate today by making sure you don't speed. We bring in our teammate at 101.7 The Truth and former Milwaukee Police Lieutenant Dr. Ken Harris this morning. How will you celebrate National Speed Awareness Day, Dr. Ken? I'm pleading the fifth. (laughs) <laughs> man I'm, you must not... have seen everything right <laughs> yes yes very much so let's start with I've... worst excuse for speeding pull somebody over you get up to the window hello uh, how, how what was your standard approach on a you know just a traffic violation the worst excuse was usually the most common excuse i'm going to be late for work and uh-huh. so i'd ask well how late are you going to be they were like, well, I'm going to be about five minutes late. We're like, so are you married? And that always threw people off. Like, what? Are you trying to pick me up? Even the men were kind of like, what? Huh? I'd say, so, and they'd always ask me, well, why does that matter? And I'd go, well, because I just want to know who to call to notify that you were injured or killed or actually in jail for doing that to somebody else because you refused to wake up five minutes early. Ooh. And they'd kind of look at me like, I guess you got a point. I said, well, think about it. You wake up five minutes early, get to work five minutes early. You're not late. But instead, you'd rather go 60 in a 40, kill someone, and go to jail for the rest of your life and ruin your family's life. So do you ever I've have a never good, had a person push back? Did you Dr. ever have Ken a good lay, one, though? Laying it on thick Did there. you ever one where you're like, okay, that was a good one. All right, buddy. No, because... There's really, unless you have someone in your car who has to get to the hospital. Now, I've actually escorted people who were in, an, in a medical emergency. I had to escort a doctor to St. Luke's ER because he had to get there because they had a burn patient who had to be treated within a certain amount of time. And I pulled him over for speeding, and that was his reason. Now, there's a difference between reasons and excuses, wouldn't you say? Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a reason as opposed to your right. earlier example of an excuse. Right. And so I, I heard this this poem a long time ago. I learned that it said, excuses are tools of the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness. And those who specialize in them seldom accomplish anything. Man, I and can't. that's what I think about when I think about speeders. 
I can't decide if I would want to get pulled over by you or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean, Ken? I mean, like, in part, you're actually imparting some wisdom on people, and you have a message, and right. maybe you, you bring them correct. On the other hand, I'd rather have the guy who laughs when I tell him, like, yeah, dude, I was going really fast. <laughs> Well, that's what most people do. They say, yeah, you know, speeding, I'm trying to get such and such. And I usually tell people if they had a pretty clean record and, you know, nothing here, hey, slow down, be safe. But those that were kind of like had an attitude, like how dare you, there are more important things to do. There are other criminals. I said, yes, you're one of them. And so <laughs> that person I would write a warning to. Uh, yeah. And how so does now that... that we have it on file. How does that? Well, well what, what? What, what, what it does is if you get a warning and the next time you get pulled over and it shows you had a warning for speeding, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a ticket. So, right. How, how does that work when you got somebody who's trying to suggest perhaps there were other things that you should be investigating or doing that, that cannot ever, ever go well? Like, aren't you just hurting yourself? Well, I see the broken mirror now. Uh-oh. I see the broken yeah. tail light. Ooh, that's I a problem. We're gonna have to the... write that up. <laughs> I I see the graduation um, tassel hanging from your windshield, which is actually illegal. How about how about the tint on the windows, Ken? I don't. Hmm? Looks a little dark. Well, I never bothered with tint because then I'd have to measure it and I have to figure <laughs> out whether or not it's the right tint. No, too much you know, paperwork. A little too much work for me. <laughs> a little too much. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate from 1017 The Truth. So when you're escorting somebody, are you in front of them just with sirens just squealing? Doot, doot, doot. Yes. Yes. And I and I turn on the siren and I go, you know, to the lights. I tell them follow me and do what I do. That way they're always safe. But usually it's you know, 4:35 o'clock in the morning and it's pretty quiet, but I still make sure that they stay close to me and I make sure they get there. And and it's been a couple times where we would show up and you can see Flight for Life landing on the roof because, you know, mm. St. Luke's has had a phenomenal yep. burn center and you could see Flight for Life. And so you kind of knew that there are there are times to break the rules and those are the times when you can save a life. It, it's, it's important. At the bottom of the notes there, when you type it in, you can say, already given a warning once. Like I didn't realize that was one of the little boxes that could be checked in the little system there. What system? What are you talking about? I don't what know. Like, do uh, where are you putting in there? <laughs> What's that for Blues Brothers? Skamads. Hey, I bet these yeah, guys they, have got a... Skamads. State, county, yeah. municipal offender data systems. Well, there's a uh, um, state patrol. You can actually put it in the system. So it'll show that you had a speed warning. Interesting. Like when you run your traffic record, it'll show. So, you know, you, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Important lessons on this National Speed Awareness Day. Thanks, Dr. Ken. Good to talk to you. All right, have a good one. Skamats. State, county, municipal, offender, data system.